Oh, what's going on, everybody? It's Rockman3k3, and you're listening to The Nerd Play. I am flying solo uh, this episode because uh, Elroy is still celebrating his birthday. It is a main event, so congratulations and happy birthday to him once again. Happy birthday to you, bro. Uh, and he's also working on the Broly review, so check that out Thursday. That will be out in all its glory, and I'm sure he's going to go full in, guys, because... But from what I've been hearing from him, from everybody who's seen the movie, oh, it's all the way up. So, you know, congratulations again to all the Dragon Ball Super fans. Um, I know you guys are proud about that. But in general, congratulations to us anime fans. Because thanks to that, doing so much money on the first day, uh, more companies are going to be open to doing more anime movies in theaters. So, thumbs up to Akira Toriyama again for just changing the game like he always does. Uh, just awesome. So yeah, check that out Thursday. So today, uh, I'm gonna, uh, talk about a few things, um, cause I had a lot of experiences over the past few days. So, one, let's start off with the fact that, uh, no more heroes! Travis Strikes Again finally came out on the Switch, guys. Oh my gosh, it is, oh, it's so good. Um, actually a lot of great games dropping, cause you got that. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, which is tomorrow, Kingdom Hearts will be out, which I gotta wait until payday to get, so please no spoilers on Facebook timeline if you're friends with me, or, you know, just in general, guys, just don't put anything on the internet. Let's just, can we give it a month at least, and then start posting shit on the internet. I'm saying this, and people probably right now, as soon as they get it, like, at, uh, at the early release, they're probably like, yes, I can't wait to, like, Twitch and all this other bullshit. So, anyway, um, going forward, so let's go back to that, uh, because we got a lot to talk about. Let's go back to No More Heroes. Guys, it is phenomenal. Oh, my God. Uh, Pseudo 51 has done it again with this game. It is great. So, I'm not going to ruin the story for you or go into any details, but I just want to talk about the game itself. It's phenomenal. It makes a lot of references back to... The first two No More Heroes, uh, there'll be a lot, if you're a fan of Pseudo 51, you're going to see a lot of his work all throughout it. Um, it's very great. It even kind of refers back or nods back to some of his other earlier works. I'm not going to say which ones, but whew, damn, it's so good, guys. Really, really great stuff. Uh, so there's that. Uh, as well as, like, it's also two players. Now, again, I'm not going to explain how it's two players, but this one is two players as a different perspective. I know a lot of people are just like, oh, I don't know, because it, it, people have heard it. It's a top-down perspective. Play the game. That's all I got to say. If you are a fan of No More Heroes, you will love it, because it is in the vein, like, Pseudo-51 kills it. I mean, in the traditional vein of his zaniness and craziness and his crazy great visions, it's awesome. I'm pretty deep into it. Just phenomenal. Please play it, because it's so great. It even makes a lot of jokes at the gaming industry. Uh, very, very funny. Uh, I, I just, I can't get enough of it. In fact, I'm going to play a little bit tonight, uh, after I get done doing this. Um, so yeah, guys, go get, if you have a Switch, go get Travis Strikes Again, because it is phenomenal. It is only, get this, it's only, uh, $29.99. Now, if you go get the physical copy, which I think the physical copy was $39.99, like, it comes with the season pass, guys. So look, do yourself a favor. If you can, go get the physical copy. If not, 
You can still get online and get the uh, I think the season pass is like nine ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine, whatever. Um, but the game is only twenty nine ninety nine. It's worth every penny. I would have paid fifty nine ninety nine for it. That's how good it is. I'm telling you guys, really hot. And when that new season pass like content comes out, which I think the first is supposed to drop in February twenty eighth. Whew! That's all I gotta say. Amazing. So go get that. Great, great game. Good shit. Again, I'm not going to go into the story because it's got a great storyline. Just trust me on this, guys. You got to get it. Next thing, next big thing that came out as well that I didn't mention in uh, in the same vein as No More Heroes and Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, Anthem's demo. Now, I got to say, guys, when Anthem dropped the demo, uh, I was a little skeptical. I'm still like... Alright, so, before I get into that, I've been really afraid for Bioware. Let's back up why I've been afraid for Bioware. The beginning of that fear was Mass Effect 3. Now, for everyone who's played Mass Effect 3, of course, like, um, you know, spoiler alert, uh, Mass Effect 3 ending was, was garbage. Well, not even garbage, it just didn't convey well into the ending. I respected it, but I totally get what everybody was saying, and I think they just at the end kind of painted themselves in the corner. So we were starting to worry about Bioware then. Uh, Dragon Age, we didn't care much about, but the first one was really, really good, so we liked that one. The second one was trash because they went in a new direction with it, and then Inquisition was just kind of Inquisition. Like, it wasn't bad, it wasn't good, uh, but it had a lot of errors and problems, and, uh, so, and, and this is more so because EA took it over, um... And this is what worried everybody. But anyway, going forward, so the biggest fuck up of Bioware, the biggest just like why they do this and drop the ball, was Mass Effect Andromeda. Unfortunately, right off the heels of the success of the the first trilogy, uh, they had announced they were going to make a fourth one, which got everybody excited because, you know, they're like, oh, well, the first three are great. Like, of course I'm going to buy the next Mass Effect. Like, it's, you know, it's done, it's a no-brainer. And so... The Mass Effect series, to its credit, now, despite the, the Mass Effect 3 ending, Mass Effect was a great game series. It was something that everyone, every gamer should play, every RPGer should play, because it really made you think and feel for the characters, and not only that, your decisions carried out, or were carried through all three Mass Effects. So I thought that was really dope. Uh, I thought that was really great how they did that, how your your decisions influenced all your experiences and it was great because i mean seriously even some of your decisions from mass effect 1 affect what happens to you in mass effect 3 great experience um so you know we're riding off the high of that so everybody's like yeah of course we're gonna we're gonna definitely get andromeda and i'll never forget this because andromeda mass effect andromeda and ghost recon wildlands came out around the same time and it was crazy because i wanted to get both but i was like well huh I can only really afford one right now. So I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and get Ghost Recon uh, Wildlands and I'll get Mass Effect. Because I know Mass Effect's going to be good, but I really want to play Ghost Recon. I really wanted to play Ghost Recon at the time and see how it was. When I tell you guys that I'm super excited and super happy that I chose Ghost Recon Wildlands over Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, guys, it was bad. Mass Effect Andromeda opened... To very, very low scores and very, very low sales. Of course, diehard fans were still like, well, it's okay, gods, it's not bad. But a lot of people, diehard or not, was just like, what the fuck is this bullshit? What is happening? And so, 
it was kind of fucked up because it was basically just rushed. Like, I can't say that it all, like, like the storyline was interesting, but the way they did things was a little weird in it, but that's whatever. The biggest problem was execution and the fact that it felt rushed. And that's what we worry about now with Bioware, because Bioware, before they came out to, or before they, they joined the EA family, uh, Bioware was very successful, uh, especially as their own kind of developer. I mean, even when they joined Microsoft for a while, they were still really successful. And we saw a lot of great things come to them. Um, but when they jumped ship to EA, we noticed that EA started to put too much of their like fingers and touches into the Bioware company. And they were just like, ah, what's going on? Um, so Andromeda comes out, fails miserably, and it puts the whole Bioware company in turmoil. One, because now they've just destroyed one of the most beloved franchises in video game history. And two, is that they're starting to feel pressure from EA. Because when I tell you guys that, like, I'm pretty sure EA came to them and said, Hey, Andromeda didn't work out, so your time's limited. The reason why I say that is because right around this time, EA had already let go of a lot of famous studios that did great games for them, but didn't feel like... So EA has their own standard. They have a super blockbuster method to where, okay, if it makes millions of dollars, then, you know, we'll put you on. But if it's not making us all these millions, yeah, we're done. Basically, if you didn't beat or make mad numbers, they're just like, yeah, you can go. Because at the time, when this happened, guys, big little games just got let go, even though they released one of the greatest RPGs of all time, Kingdoms of Amalur, which is really great. Another classic, if you hadn't played it, uh, Visceral Games Let Go, and they created the Dead Space Trilogy. Again, another classic. If you have not played any of the Dead Spaces, stop listening to this right now and go play Dead Space, one of the greatest survival action horror games of all time. I mean, it was even more scarier than Resident Evil. This shit was so scary, it would be scary in the daytime. I kid you not, it was crazy. Um, and they also let go of... I said Visceral. Uh, there was another company to let go of as well. So they basically only kept DICE. Which, they kept DICE because of the Battlefield games. And so it was DICE and, of course, EA Proper, who would do, um, of course, the Madden games. Oh, and EA Montreal. They let them go. Um, it's either Montreal or Vancouver. Anyway, the guys who did Fight Night, they let them go because... For some dumbass reason, they felt Fight Night wasn't really making the money. And they didn't let them go completely. They kind of redistribute most of the workers from that to the UFC projects when they finally got the UFC license. Anyway, this is why we were so worried about Bioware. Because at this point in moment, you know, everybody was on the chopping block. Anybody could have got it at EA. If you didn't make that money, EA was like, we're tired of it. You can leave. So Bioware was in that kind of jam because... EA expected so much from them. I mean, that's why EA bought them from Microsoft. is because they wanted to get more games like Mass Effect. And at the time, I mean, you, you only have to really, you know, the, I think the second Mass Effect and the second Dragon Age and then the third Mass Effect, which is success. So they, they gave them two successes. But again, EA is so brutal and so cutthroat when it comes to making their money that... To them, if it's not a, a super duper success, it's a failure. 
even if they do really well. So that's what we were like, oh man, we're worried about Bioware. Because the only other company that was safe from EA cutting them was Respawn Entertainment. Because of course, if you don't know, Respawn Entertainment is Zomparton West from the original Infinity Ward crew. They left Infinity Ward after they had their whole big fiasco. It took a few people, went over there, and started making first-person shooters for EA, a.k.a. Titanfall, which is doing really well for them. Uh, they're even talking about doing Titanfall 3, which I can't wait. And, you know, they're, they're going... They also, they're also doing other games for EA, but Titanfall is what they're mostly known for. Anyway, so back to Bioware. So Bioware, maybe four or five years ago, announces that they have a new idea, a new IP that's totally not Mass Effect and something else. And we didn't even get a code name yet. We didn't get a code name for a while, but they called it. After a while, we finally figured out it was going to be Anthem. And they said, hey, we're working on something called Anthem. So we still didn't really see anything on it. We just knew it was, I think this was around 2013, 2013 or 2014. We knew it was around, you know, they talked about it, but we, we didn't we didn't really know what was going on, right? So finally, around I wanna say twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen, they show off Anthem. Anthem is seen at E E three, yeah. It's seen at E three. EA also does their own little EA conference now, which is crazy. But they show it off and it looks amazing. Of course, it's the same E3 slash conference curse of it looks amazing, but what is it? Or when are we going to know gameplay? Because it can look amazing, but that could just be the cutscene. And so come to find out something about, you know, Joblins, that's what they call it. But it, it, they actually said, oh, it's like superheroes jumping around and doing stuff. Now, this is crazy because we're all excited and we're all seeing the action. Because all they literally did was just boot up a gameplay video. They didn't give any story on it. Uh, they didn't give any details on it. And I'm going to get to that in a few minutes. So, we're like super excited. I remember me and my friends were like, oh my gosh, that's awesome, dude. That looks great. And of course, it, it says it's, it's coming to all systems, basically. So, fast forward a little bit more, not quite to where, I, where we are today, but uh, before, I, I'd say like, uh, let's go back now, it's just like maybe a year or two. Uh, so, a year or two has passed after that announcement, and now they're like, okay, well it's a story about aliens came to this earth, and then they left artifacts, and then they left. And so, we're just like, uh, okay, well that's cool, alright. I can, I guess I can deal with that. But then, a few months later, they come out and say, well, no, we changed the story. Now it's about players using technology that they put together to go find old gods and kill them. Okay, again, we're like, alright, that's cool, you know, whatever, the action's pretty great. We can bear with that. Well, they changed the story again. I kid you not, guys, they have to have changed it, like, seven times, because, and they only made, like, maybe four or five storylines public to where, but they changed it, like, God knows how many times, but they changed the story again to say, okay, well, now, humans have come from another planet, and now they're using special alien technology to fight the aliens. It's like, okay, that's cool, just... When do you think it's going to be out? Because by this time, they're saying, oh, it should be out in two years. When they first announced it in 2014, they said it should be out in 2015 or 2016. We were like, cool. 
So, 2016 finally appears, and guess what? Not only have they changed the story again, but they also pushed it back. Ugh, it was crazy, because at first we were just like, is it even coming out? And then we started to worry about Bioware, because Bioware has not done anything else in Anthem. This is all they've worked on. In fact, they had another project, which I can't remember the title of it, but it was really cool, because it showed a kid going to a convenience store, and he comes home, and he does like a magic spell by accident. That was really cool, and that was going to be one of their projects. Unfortunately, uh, between 2016 and 2017, Bioware decides, and I think this is mostly EA just bringing down that, come on, man, we want that multiplayer money, you know, bring it out. Bioware announces that they canceled all projects on the docket right now, and they're only going to focus on Anthem. Get Anthem out there. Now, this also included them stopping their Star Wars Night Silver Republic game or just making it free. Basically, if, if you know anything about MMOs, once a company makes it free, they pretty much stop putting any kind of like real new or really good uh, content into it. Now they just go to freemium stuff. Um, this is mostly because Bioware have been doing Star Wars Night Silver Republic online for a while now. Um, and I guess they, they figured that it reached its zenith and they're like, alright, we're done. Whatever. So, they turned that into freemium and they stopped all projects, which was sad for me, because it, it really, the project they had going that they were doing a lot of little guerrilla marketing for, it looked really good, and I was, I was really excited for it, especially since they said it was going to be an RPG, but they decided, man, no, we're not going to do that. So, fast forward to now, after they finally promised so much, and they pushed back Anthem at least three times. They finally said, hey, it's coming out. This is the year. It's coming out 2019 because they announced it last year at E3. They said, it's coming out 2019, uh, and we're even going to have a VIP demo pretty soon. You go ahead and start pre-ordering it now. And, of course, I did. Like I think I pre-ordered it the next week or two. Um, but it was crazy, guys, because I got a note that at that conference call, um, ah, what's the name? Casey, I think it's Casey Hudson. Which has been a long time uh, project head at uh, Bioware. He was at the meeting and two other people. And I gotta tell you guys, he looked stressed. Everybody on that panel looked stressed. And they were really stressed out. Now they not show any gameplay of the game, but they just showed one looping continuous video. And so a lot of people really worried because they're just like, Ugh, I don't know what's going on, what's going on, what's happening. So, fast forward to that, we finally get a demo date, and it's like, hey, or you get a demo, or yeah, beta slash demo date. They're like, hey, around this time, this is the VIP guys, for everybody who reserved it, for everyone who has the EA online pass, whatever the fuck it is, and everybody has Origin, right? So, I got in on this, because of course, I reserved the game a while back. Guys, number one... The demo was buggy as shit. And I don't blame them for that because this is an old demo. Now, it, it, and I wanted to say this right now. Disclaimer. It, this is not the... It, I mean, it's not even the final... It's not the final version of the game at all. They intentionally used a demo that I think they used at E3. To kind of fill this out. Or kind of be the lead for this. So... Guys, I get in. First off, it's hard for me to... First off, they announce it. 
And they're like, okay, it's going to be between, I think it was uh, this weekend. So whatever the dates were for this weekend, right? I think it was like the 25th through the 27th. So first off, I had to like install it or get it installed, which that was a pain to do. I did, let me, if any developers listening that wants to do like multiplayer beta access or whatever, even if it's closed beta, here's, here's a suggestion. Make shit easy to download. Like, EA made it the most intricate for no fucking reason. All the instructions were unclear. Everything was just kind of like, go here, then go here, then go here, then go here. Like, stop making me go in a triangle to fucking download a beta demo. If you want me to play this, make it very easy where you just say, hey, click this link, start it. Matter of fact, make it easy to where, like, I can, like, click on it from your website and it'll just automatically start downloading to my system. When are we going to get to that? Because seriously, that needs to happen. And I get it. Before you even say anything, oh, Rockman, you can use the PlayStation app or you can use the Microsoft app. Yes, but when I'm at work, the shit is blocked. So I can't be like, oh, let me pull up my, my game. Let me pull up my PS4. Let me do this. Do something to where outside of the network, it can send a signal to it saying, hey, start downloading that before he gets home. Is that so hard? I mean, seriously. And the reason why I say that is because even if, like, all right, because some of you might be like, well, Rockman, why don't you just get off the company network and send it through your data? Well, I can't because those kind of things require a certain amount of data per second. And most times, your 4G does not support that. So, yeah, if they can work on that kind of system, that would be great. Anyway, so when I come home after working hard, I have to wait Four or five hours just to download because it's 25 gigs. That's not their fault. That's just the process I have to go through because, well, my internet's not godlike like some of my friends. Anyway, download it. Get into it. And by the way, before I get into that, I'm at work hearing like, oh, man, like people are already downloading it. It's already saying the servers are full or it can't let anybody else into the servers. Which, they're, they're telling the truth. It was not a server full thing. They bought enough server space. It's just there was another glitch they didn't see coming. And it messed up the program. And it wouldn't. It kicked or like banned certain people that had certain things turned up. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Anyway, I finally load all that shit up. Get into it. And one, there's no real tutorial. Because, because they've had so many server issues... You can't see any websites through game. Or it might just be the, the the browser I was using on my PlayStation 4. Who knows? But anyway, I couldn't. Every time I click on that link, it wouldn't see. Because anything else, like Ghost Recon, if I click on a link in game, it would send me to the website through the system, no problem. But for some reason, EA was just like, not happening. So that didn't happen. I'm like, eh, okay. Because uh, the first thing I wanted to do is invite my buddies in. Because that was the cool thing about it, is that they gave three beta codes. So you can invite three more of your friends in and make a full squad and go around and do stuff. Which I don't want all my buddies on PS4 to do, but I couldn't get it to everyone until I think the second day. Because didn't figure out how to get it. Anyway, um, so after all that, finally get in. And guys, it is amazing. Um, the town is very generic. Uh, and it is a faceless person when you walk around... And you're doing stuff, or they want you to go here, go do that. Uh, so I kind of, I, I wish it was third person, but, you know, I, I can get with that. Because at least the game is third person. But anyway, 
So you pick whether you want to be male or female. Of course, I picked male because I'm a male. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me go. Okay, go do this. All right. And so they showed the little animation to get into your javelin, which they start you off with a ranger. Now, the ranger is really cool and it's the most balanced javelin they have around. It's very unique, very awesome, and can adapt to most circumstances, which I really love. Uh, and I'll get into more about it in a minute and the different types of javelins. Anyway, get into my little suit, getting ready, and I'm sitting there and I'm loading. And I'm loading. And I'm loading. And I'm before I know it, it's 10 minutes, and I'm still on the loading screen. Well, thanks to this buggy-ass demo, it's 95%, and sometimes it'll just freeze there. It didn't, won't load the other 5%. So this sucks, because this means, okay, well, I have to close out this app, and then come back in once again. So that's what I had to do. Anyway, I do that, try the whole thing again, and... After doing that two times, I finally get into the game. And guys, it's great. So let's get into the job one. So, <coughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. The job one combat, guys, is awesome. It feels great. Um, so there's a reason why everybody keeps saying it's a mixture between Mass Effect and Titanfall. The abilities they definitely got from Mass Effect and perfected upon them, um, and and I mean they're not now they're not exactly the same. I don't want you guys to get that idea. They are completely different abilities, but you can definitely tell it's influenced by Mass Effect. And then so are the weapons. Uh, they're completely different, but you can tell a lot of the the mechanism and the weapons are kind of influenced by what they did in Titanfall. Um, really really awesome too, guys. So all the guns feel crisp. Uh, I got a chance to use the majority of them. There's still some I didn't use too much of. Uh, I like the sniper rifle in this one. You can get up and snipe. It's really cool. Like, you can do so much as a team in this game. Because you can set up, like, the traditional RPG to where you have a tank, a DPS, uh, you know, kind of a, a, I guess, I guess you would call that, like, healer, mage, and then, you know, like, kind of a, a spot kind of thing, like, from, like, uh, how was the game? Like, Orange Box or um, Team Fortress, except these spots were awesome. Um, and so were the ones from Team Fortress. These just have a little bit more, they can do a little bit more damage. They have, whatever. Anyway, not important. Um, but the Joblins, guys, are awesome. So, I got a chance in this demo to play with the Ranger Joblin and the Storm motherfucking Joblin. Now, when I played the game, I did play with a buddy. He played with the Colossus, which is really cool. Now, so there's... A, and, uh, okay, so I should mention... I'm sorry, before I get into the differences between the Joblins. There are four different types of Joblins that we've seen so far. Which is, one, the Ranger, which is the basic and the starter. It's pretty much the balance all-around type. Uh, the second one is Colossus, which is the huge tank motherfucker that just... Uh, it's it has its own shield. It has an auto gun, which is a fully like auto cannon. Good shit. Um, and they have a bunch of HP. Now the thing with the Colossus is it does not have an overshield, but that's okay. Um, the HP and its physical shield make up for all that. 
And then, okay, so the next one is my favorite right now, which is the Storm. The Storm is basically God level. Uh, and I say that because I'm going to explain why I say that in a minute, because it's so powerful. And when you get into, when I tell you about the abilities, it's crazy. But they're really cool. They're basically your Mage class or your Adept class from Mass Effect. And then you have the Interceptors, which the Interceptors are your Spas. So that's the person you want that can, like, get you... Gain out reconnaissance. They can tell you about a situation. I think they have. I, I want to say the cloak ability, but I'm not sure. But I know they're good marksmen, snipers, and basically just in there to like scope out the situation. You stealth to their advantage and get out of there. They're really fast, but they trade out that for low armor. So you have to be careful. They can't really take any hits. They gotta just play the background. Guys, it's so great. So those are the four different types. Now, as I said, the Ranger is pretty cool. It's basic all around. I played with that for a little bit. Uh, a little bit. It's, it's really tight. <clears throat> um, I love the assault rifle for that um, for that class, as well as the sniper rifle was really good. Um, really, really dope. And you can fight while you hover. Um, which I thought was really cool. Sci-fi was all over the place. But it was great. Um, but I want to get into the second thing I played. Which was Storm. Because that those are the only two I got a chance to play. Uh, because long story short. So while the demo was going on. Originally their plan was. You can unlock a second Joblin. That you had to choose wisely. Between the four. Uh, but that was it. You were only supposed to like unlock two Joblins. And then get to level 15. And that's all you can do in the game, aside from just running around and, and doing whatever you want to do. But thanks to the game or the demo fucking up so bad, at the last minute EA said, okay, we're going to unlock everything for you so you can get any class. You, you can try all the classes out if you want to. And yeah. And they also are going to give us some bonus armor pack or skin or something for being in the beta as an apology. Whatever. Uh, thank you for that. But anyway, so... I, the first day, it was frustrating because it was hard for me to level up. And I was like, ugh, okay. Second day, um, same thing. Like, I was just like, ugh. And I tried playing it for a little bit. I got I got further further than I did and on Friday. And I was just like, all right, cool, whatever. And so Sunday is really where it really, like, okay, cool. Because that's when I got on and I saw, oh, crap. Because they, they did. They had this issue all throughout the beta. And so they felt really bad about it. And they felt bad about people getting upset about it. And so they said, okay, we unlocked everything so you can play around with all the Joblins. Man, what do they do that for? Because I got in the Storm. Oh, you guys. Okay, so let's get to the ability for the Storm. First off, for the Storm character, he is definitely godlike. Now, yes, he doesn't have as much. He does not have as much. I, I need to repeat that. He does not have as much HP as the Colossus or the Ranger. But he does still have more than an Interceptor, of course. But this guy doesn't need that. Because you literally come up in there wrecking the place. Imagine being a robotic kind of Magneto or just a super mutant that's just going around. Like, it's so cool. He has uh, an Inferno ability where when you aim at a person, because you're casting fireballs, basically. It's just like the big area just fills up with fire. So it's really cool how they did that. He has ice shards he can throw, which basically you throw them out single-handedly, and they freeze people. So that's really cool. I don't like that. Uh, elements, like the elements play a big part in the game because you can burn a person, 
you can electrocute them, you can and you can get electrocuted of course and burn. And you can also get frozen or freeze people, which is really cool. And when you freeze people, the cool thing about that is all you have to do is just sit there and just shoot at them and like every point is just about like a weak point. And then you just you take them out. You know, it's just like basically just picking off fish in a barrel. Really awesome. Uh, but the real show stealer for him is when his special pops. Now, when your special pops in the demo, you press, you tap the directional button up. And it's, oh, gosh, it's so great. With his special. So the Ranger special is basically he just puts a, a bunch of guiding missiles around on everybody. Which is also helpful, too. Makes it rain, basically. Missiles. It's great. <laughs> but the the storm dude oh man he's basically they might as well should have called they should have called his limit break the perfect storm because he sits there and he casts all three elements at one fucking time and it's amazing for example uh i took on a whole room of these like type of crazy creatures and like that ability popped and it wiped out so many of the underlings is ridiculous um just good stuff because you start off you cast one then you cast the next one then you catch the one after that and they all just combine together just make this massive damage guys is great um so i know that's what i'm gonna be when i roll my team and that's the cool thing is that you all can be one type you know if you wanted to you just have to know how to play the game and it's it's just so good um the enemies are really cool very smart they have glowing weaknesses sometimes on them, as well as, like, they have their own tactics. Um, like, you have uh, the... So you'll have big tanker enemies come after you, and they have, like, either flamethrowers sometimes or auto guns. Meanwhile, while they're coming at you with that, the other underlings are behind them throwing out bombs, or, like, they're throwing out long-range weapons, or they're sniping you. So they set up like a team, too, and you have to be really careful about that because they do a really good job. The AI is very, very smart. Uh, so you're like, man, I got to like really pay attention. Um, team dynamics are really cool, of course. Um, you go in there with a team, and, I mean, you guys just wreck shit if you know how to do it. And, of course, you got to pay attention to everybody's, like, health. Like, if one person's down, of course, you can go revive them. Uh, which the revive works sometimes but because the demo was faulty. If you went down sometimes, that probably meant they were going to kick you. I don't know why. That's just how this crazy demo was going. Um, but I mean, it was remarkable. We took on these three fire giants on one mission and it was just, they were not playing. And you have to really pay attention to taking down their weak spots because if you don't you'll just be sitting there just wasting bullets all day and that's another thing you now the demo you ran out of bullets pretty quickly but it wasn't so bad because as you killed enemies you got more bullets so it's not so bad i just i can definitely see like if you don't have an area where you, you get bullets it can be a problem but i i don't think i ever encountered that in the demo like i mean i was out of bullets but by the time i got done killing people i had more so whatever um because it was just it was amazing with these fire giants because they were pretty much indestructible as shit and they were elites but when you saw their glowing hands like you know i didn't figure it out to my buddy me and him were like dashing around shooting he was like oh hey shoot the glowing hand you know so we was like oh dude bet and, and i mean sure enough it was and 
it's great. And you just, you learn how to balance your skills out. Like, he puts up shields, so I just kind of stay behind the shield. And then, you know, I can do all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, shield boost. Or, like, the storm people can put up walls. It's crazy. So I thought that was phenomenal. The abilities of the ranger is pretty cool, too. Because, of course, he has a melee where he just kind of hits you with this laser sword. Um, of course, he has the kind of guiding missile. Just one missile. Um, and he also has a grenade launcher, which is really cool. Um, so it was great. The storm guy, of course, I already told you about the perfect storm he had and, and the different spells. But he can also, like, his... His melee is he just shoots a quick spell at you real quick, which is awesome. It's like this plasma-like fire thing. It's really great. Um, so, yeah. Uh, my thoughts on it, I was thoroughly impressed. Um, the storyline does not... And I know it's not... It may not even be the same storyline, but it doesn't make me care about the storyline game. And I know for a lot of people, that's going to hurt because... That's what Bioware is known for. So if there's a better story, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, I maybe that would be cool, but like, I really think the only reason I'll be playing that game is because it makes you feel like you're a team team of Iron Man or like Iron Legions who just roll around doing crazy stuff. The free flying is awesome. Um, even the stop and, and go with the hovering is really tight. The flying takes a little bit of time to get used to because I, I did, and it's not that it's a bad control scheme. It's just, you're not used to games controlling that way. And I know me and my buddy ran into like walls or ran into the, the ceiling. It's crazy. But once you get the hang of it, it's pretty tight. Always glide on water. Trust me on that one. Cause the water cools the engine. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, as far as the story, as far as what I can see out of the story, um, <clears throat> very generic, and I really hope there's more to it than what there, and I mean, you don't even get the full story, just what you had to do in the demo didn't make me care about the story or the lore of the game, even the surrounding, I was just like, man, you know, it was very generic sand punk, um, but whatever, it, it kind of takes a backseat to the action, uh, which is unusual for a Bioware game. And I guess that's why I'm worried about it and so many people are worried about it. Because Bioware is usually known for their great stories. I mean, Star Wars, Nice Old Public 1, uh, Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, and Dragon Age 1. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, man, it's such a good story and good lore. Uh, whereas this one, I think they just said, hey, we just want to make a shooter. And everything took a backseat to the action and gameplay. So I think that's what's going to get people in is playing this third-person robotic game with your friends. You know, being able to have so much fun. Um, I think that's what brings you in on this one. The storyline, because even now, like, the story now is there is a hidden god that used to do great things or some garbage. And... You, you're trying to find artifacts or something. So, like, I, I just, I don't know if the story's going to be strong for that. Which, again, is sad because it's Bioware. But we don't know yet because that wasn't... What we played in the demo was not the real story, I can tell you that. Um, So, I liked it. Uh, will I be getting this day one? Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be uh, good enough to where, like, okay, cool. I want to play this, my friends. I originally, when I talked about Anthem, and I was 
talked about that on the show a lot. Especially when uh, Elroy's asked, like, all right, are you getting it? I was going to get it on both systems. Now, I don't know if it's that good. Like, Division was really good to where, like, I want to play with, with both sides. Like, and when I say that, like, I, yes, I did buy it on Xbox One and PS4. Yes, that is what I do. I'm one of those people. I did the same thing with Grand Theft Auto because Grand Theft Auto is also that good. Um, but Anthem, I, I don't know if it's that good yet just because. I like it, and I definitely see myself playing playing it a lot for hours. I don't like it that much where I would buy it on another system. Like, Titanfall is the same way. Like, I would totally buy it because I think that's what we're going to do now. Like, me and Elroy, if you've listened to this show, we've talked about that. We're like, hey, that's going to be the group game. So, I don't mind doing that for Xbox because Titanfall is a really good game. Um, but, yeah, I... Like... I like it. I don't like it enough to buy it on two systems. And with Kingdom Hearts 3 about to hit, and with, you have Sekiro, or, uh, I'm sorry, Sekiro, and there's something else about to hit. I can't really waste time, too much time on it. And then, of course, I'm still playing No More Heroes. I'm still trying to finish a lot of other games, so. Um, but it's going to be great. I definitely recommend it based on the demo I played. I definitely think it's going to be really tight. Uh, to those saying it's Warframe and it's it's the good parts of Warframe and Destiny, I totally agree with you. That's exactly what it is. Stuff that's not free like Warframe and Destiny has very little good parts. Um, this basically will be a great game to play with everyone, all your friends. I just the only thing I'm worried about is the story, whether it's going to be good or not, and then playability. Because a lot of people are saying, well, I'm not going to get it yet because they want to be sure they could, you know, get a lot of in-game content out of it. And I totally understand that because a lot of the online games that you play, once you reach a certain plateau, that's it. Like, there's nothing else you can do, especially first-person shooter games. I mean, anybody who plays Call of Duty tell you, like, they can only prestige so much until it's just like, man, I don't even like playing anymore. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely excited for it. Uh, me and some of my friends got a chance to play it together. You know, it's definitely something we would love to play together. A lot of exploration. The, the scenery was huge. A lot of stuff was still blocked off, but it, it was still very big for a, a beta demo. And like, I get why it was 25 gigs, I think. Um, I'm keeping mine on. Like, I still have it on my system because... I want to see if the open beta is going to be the same thing or if it's a different uh, download. So, there's that. But yeah, I I recommend it. If you want a good multiplayer to play with your friends, definitely jump on um, and, and see where it's going to take you. If you're, going, if you're trying to play this because you want some of the old Bioware stuff, like story, I would probably say hold off until you know exactly what the story is or if there is even a great story to it. Because this is, it seems more like this is going to be for people who just like playing multiplayer shooters with their buddies. Um, I don't see a lot of the Mass Effect moniker in this in terms of like storyline or choice. Because they already said you're not going to have love interests in the game. And you probably won't have choices in this either. Because again, we didn't have that really in this one. You had a future, but the choices matter about as much as the choices in Titanfall 2. So... Again, um, I, I don't. If you if you want to play it for story, 
I would probably hold off or just I would read the reviews first to see what the story is about. Uh, but if you just want a good shooter with you and your friends and you want to just play with robots, that's it. This is the game for you aside from playing Titanfall 2 or Warframe. Um, but it's really nice. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, you know, kudos to them from for that beta. Now, that's just the demo. Even though the demo was really buggy. I hope those issues are fixed. I hope we don't have any of those issues when we get over to the real game. But I do want... I'm still interested to see how the story is going to be. So right now, when I'm picking it up... Like, if I had to pick up the game off anything, I'm picking it up off of just the multiplayer right now. And the fun you can have going out on missions. Those are cool. And that's great with you and your friends. But... Again, as far as the storyline is concerned, they're not showing me a lot, um, and I, and I'm not really sure what what choice they're gonna go with. So there's that. But if you don't play for storyline, get it. It's a great multiplayer. It's gonna be a great multiplayer shooter with you and your friends. The gameplay was fun, addictive, and I just never stopped not wanting to play. Like I, I definitely just man, it's just so good. Like I definitely. Kept that. It was everything that I expected out of Destiny, but didn't get, basically. For right now. Now, I'm saying that about what, how the demo presented itself. Not the full game. I do recommend checking it out or giving it a try based on what I played in the demo slash beta. But I don't know how the full game is yet. It hadn't even come out yet, so it's not really a review of it. It's just me saying... My overall experience with it was pretty positive, aside from the bugs. Like, I can't ding it for the bugs because it's a demo. That's the whole point of it, is to check and see if those kind of procedural things are going to happen. That's all operational. It has nothing to do with the game itself. But the game itself, the gameplay is solid. I definitely enjoyed that. Got in there with some great weapons, great abilities. Guys, I can't wait for y'all to play it. It's so good. Um... So yeah, that's what I did this weekend aside from, of course, work on the game. And I know some of you may have been expecting another Kingdom Withheld docuseries episode. Not yet. Uh, probably do one of those soon, actually, with Elroy, because he said he wanted to actually be a part of it. So that's going to be pretty hilarious. Um, but yeah, that's what I did. And I also played a little bit of... Man, I'm playing Lost Fear right now, and uh, that game is tough. Really, really, really tough. Um, reminds me a lot of Chrono Trigger, uh, but not quite as tough as Chrono. Like Chrono Trigger is, like, or Chrono Trigger wasn't that tough to me, but this game definitely is. Like, there are definitely like I've had some game overs, and I'm just like, fuck, I gotta, and you have to start all the way back from. Uh, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, it. I've been playing that too. Uh, play Party Hard, which I talked about that last week. Uh, still a pretty funny and interesting game. Um, but yeah, guys, it's definitely been No More Heroes and Anthem, so I can't wait. And everybody who's about to play Kingdom Hearts 3 tonight or today, remember, be a good friend. Don't spoil it for anyone, because I haven't gotten it yet, so please don't jump on telling me anything. And just be mindful of the other people who have to wait until Thursday and Friday to come get it as well. Um, but yeah, guys, that was that was really about it for me, man. Like, I I definitely recommend playing the. They're gonna so Anthem is going to have another. They're gonna have an open beta um, next week, 
And I want to say it's going to be the same as what we played. That's why I'm not going to get rid of the download yet. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. It, I highly recommend everybody jumping on that one and playing it just so they can see what's going on. Um, I wonder if they're going to save all the unlocks because that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. Great, great game. Solid gameplay. So I can't wait for that. Um, that's really about it. I mean, you know, the gaming industry, things are always happening, but that's whatever. Uh, I heard because I was talking with a friend, actually, Mr. Show, the great Shogun sent me an article about uh, the <laughs> the guy who is director over God of War is now over at Microsoft. And he's like, oh, like, I was just like, bro, no. Now, I mean, I'm not saying the guy isn't talented. The God of War game was really good. But here's the thing. Microsoft always collects, like, oh, these really great developers. And guess what? They don't do shit with them. Compulsion Games, great example. The We Happy Few, you know, that was a hype. That was a buildup. Then it came out, didn't do so well. Guess where they are now? Back to not doing a damn thing. Rare. Rare right, Rare was doing all these great games for Nintendo 64, making all these classics. And then they go over to Microsoft, and what happens? They make Killer Instinct. Finally, after people like put so much of a fuss up before they went to before that though, I'm sorry. We need to go back a few. Cause they made Congress Bad Friday again for Microsoft's Xbox, which sold okay. Uh, but a lot of people already had it on N64. But then they also did Grab by the Ghoulies, which was blah. And then they come come again to like the new uh, Xbox 360, and oh okay, now we're doing Connect Sports and Connect Sports whatever. And then Camille, which wasn't so bad, uh, it just wasn't a resounding success either. And then jump up to the Xbox One, still doing the Connect Sports, but they finally do Killer Instinct that they've been promising for like two or three generations they just you know the licensing rights with nintendo and now what are they doing well making new characters for uh killer instinct that's pretty much it and then just on standby for some of their other projects so I, i never jump up for joy when microsoft has anybody because they don't know how to keep them because again everybody remember a little game called sacria remember the game i just talked about yeah that was supposed to be an exclusive game to microsoft from from software and guess what happened turns out it's gonna be on all systems so again and i always say this to shogun and i say this to anyone who talks about oh microsoft could Microsoft is not going to get anywhere until they sit down and focus on games. And before you start, I'm not saying like, oh, because, you know, a lot of people say, well, Rockman, like, they have the same games as PS4. You're absolutely right. Most gaming companies are on all systems. But here's where Microsoft fucks up consistently and gets into trouble. One, they don't have any original games that are just a writ like just for their system. Nothing to make people want the Xbox One. And then two, the other big problem they have in the console war between them and Sony, because Nintendo doesn't care. Nintendo can do whatever they want. They have their built-in audience. They can make their money back. That's not a problem to them. But Nintendo, no, I'm sorry. Sony and Microsoft, they go neck neck with each other. But the other problem that Microsoft has that, you know, Sony 
does it have or doesn't have so much of a problem in it is... Uh, so, Microsoft... Let's see. How do I want to work this? Microsoft is out here chasing everything but focusing on first-party development. And before you say anything, I get it. You know, they have Halo. They have Gears at War, and they have... uh, That's it. They have those two. Uh, The other shit doesn't even matter. Like, Fable... I heard they're not even making that anymore. They keep canceling on and off. Nobody wants it anyway. And it like they in, in Forza, they have that, but they have to start getting studio favorites up because that's what Nintendo has. That's what Sony has. Nintendo can survive. They their whole catalog can survive without anyone else. I don't care what anybody says. <coughs> you guys can at me. Nintendo can survive on just first party products. And if you don't believe me, check out all their systems in the past. You will totally see that. I promise you. I guarantee you that. And on top of that, Sony is the same. Well, Sony can't so much, but Sony also has... Not only do they have the first party stuff, which is fire, but they also have good Japanese games that are promised to them that Microsoft is not going after they need to. I am proud of Microsoft because Jump Force will be on both systems. So that's good. But that needs to be a regular occurrence rather than them like only getting the major stuff like Dragon Ball Z, um, Jump Force, but missing out on like the other stuff like sometimes the Naruto's, uh, sometimes other like games that should come out for all or the old or the good JRPGs that should come out for both. Um, so again, you know, like they in order for Microsoft to really catch up to everybody. They need to have a game that attracts people to their system just for that game. It's not PUBG because that's on everything else now, and you can't like that's the problem with exclusives. And I know some of that's not their fault. Companies just realize they can make more money if they're on all systems. That's cool, but they have to do more. They have to sit down and make somebody in Microsoft Studios put out a good hit and something that's new, brand new. I'm not talking about a new Halo. I'm not talking about another Gears of War. No, I'm talking about a new idea, some new game like Blood. Because Recode it, and, and you know, I, I know some people are probably like, what about Recode? Like, that was good too. That was a good. That's what I'm talking about. Quantum Break. That was a good IP. Like, bring out more shit like that. Sunset Overdrive. Which, again, was about somebody else. But, you know, again, it's it's only on Xbox One. And I enjoy that game. So, that's what I'm saying. They need more exclusives. And they need more games that are just available on their system to make people want to buy an Xbox One. So, that's, what I'll, that's all I got to say on that one. Um, and looking at the time, that's really about it, guys. So, I'm gonna get out of here. Uh, my boy Elroy has more for you guys on Thursday. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Um, I really enjoy hanging out with you guys. It's always great when we have our own time. <laughs> um, and pretty soon I'm gonna come back with Kingdom Withheld. I'm gonna talk about a lot of different things in the development uh like you know the music uh behind it and then some of the species and races uh in the game and again might the next time i have this episode might have good old elroy on so he can kind of you know 
see what I go through and things like that. And now I'm dying to hear his questions. For everybody who asks questions, don't worry. haven't thrown your questions away or anything. I'm just saving it to the next episode. So keep those questions coming or comments, suggestions. Even if you have some ideas, come up in the game. As long as you don't mind me, you know, like putting it in my game, I'll give you credit. But I'm not going to pay anybody. So if you're like, I want to get paid for my idea, save it for your own video game. But, you know, if you have any comments, questions, or ideas that you'd like to freely give away without charging for content or consent, uh, you can send all that to the Nerdplate Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Nerdplate Podcast at gmail.com. And thank you so much to everybody who's asked questions. Uh, really appreciate you guys again. And of course, you can find us on the Nerdplate everywhere but Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, you can find us at plate underscore nerd, uh, where you'll see us post about our episodes from time to time. Uh, and every now and then we post, mostly we post a lot on Facebook, and I'm trying to post more on IG and Twitter, but, you know, it's it's hard. Anyway, guys, I'm Rockman3k3. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I'm out!